Welcome everyone to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek The Next Generation Season 4, Episode 17. It's called Night Terrors, so full spoilers for the episode, as always. This episode sees the Enterprise trapped in uh, just a part of space, basically. What did they call it? A Tykin Bridge? Something like that? Um, basically, Something along those lines. Yeah, they're, they're stuck, they're stuck, stuck adrift. Um, with this particular bridge in space that essentially siphons off energy, so they can't power the the, the warp drive, the impulse, anything. Um, but they, they came here because they got a distress beacon. They found an abandoned ship that's been missing for years, with all of the crew, barring one, uh, dead aboard. Uh, very mysteriously, looking like they essentially all started fighting and killing each other. Uh, later we find that there was heavy paranoia you know the final captain's log speaks of like ah mutiny's happy i had to kill my first officer things like that Mm. uh the only surviving member of the crew is a betazoid who is very much uh out of it uh murmuring you know random phrases spends a lot of time unconscious that kind of thing and of course whatever happened to this ship uh the britain i believe it was um is now starting to happen on the Enterprise, and that's the so, so the, the crew, and I say crew, that's everyone, including the captain. Uh, although obviously not Data, Data's immune because he's not and, a, a living being. Troy has her own separate thing as well. Yeah, yeah, which explains why the other Betazoid also lived, but was obviously still affected in some way, just not yes. the same way as everyone else. Um, so that is the the general premise of the episode. So, what do you think of this one? I actually really liked most of it. Uh, I thought it had a great atmosphere. It was kind mm. of fun. Uh, no, I, I too enjoyed it. I, I think uh, the, the one elephant in the room that I think I have to point out is how laughably bad the uh, the dream sequence with Troy flying in space yes. was. Uh, that was particularly silly every time it happened. Um, barring that, though, I also quite enjoyed this. I, I It's funny, it's one of those things where, uh, but you know, 20 minutes out of the episode, like they've acknowledged that whatever's starting to kind of creep into this isn't affecting Data. Data's immune to it. And I immediately thought, well, you know what, Picard, if your judgment's impaired, Data should really be acting captain. And it was within a few minutes, like, you know, Data's like, uh, acting captain's log. I'm like, oh, <laughs> they did it. The yeah, crazy bastards, yeah. they did not, it. Not straight away. There's, But Picard acknowledges that, yeah. okay, maybe I can't be, you know, it, it, I think it's the, the scene in the elevator with him and Riker. And he's like, okay, we need mm. to keep our wits about us. We're gonna take it in turns. You go get some sleep, and then he has a moment uh, at the at the top of the uh, the elevator as well. Um, and it's after that where it's like, Data, we we might have to rely on you pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, um, and I appreciate that. Even at the end of the episode, once everything's solved, I mean, yeah, I, I, I like the the moment where you know they're, they're kind of out of it, of course, and uh, they've escaped the uh, the pull of this thing, and. Data just turns to Picard. There's no one else in the bridge. Everyone's been sent to like you know bed, sick bay, whatever, to go and like recuperate from all this this tension and crazy stuff they've been feeling. And Data says, "I'd like to make one final order as acting captain <laughs> to you, you. I order you to bed, sir." <laughs> um, and he's just like, "Yeah, that's a good idea." <laughs> yeah. But what I really liked about it though is that Data is just left on the bridge on his own. Like the final moment of the episode is Data standing on the bridge, kind of as the sole entity who probably, I mean, Data often ends up in the secret weapon on this show because he's immune to a lot of things. But I think here it was like, no, this is like they survived this because Data was there to actually keep everything 
running and, and and they know it like yeah. Picard's last thing is he just says you know, thank you and then and then that's it cuts to this last shot but as you said there's a there's a tone to the episode throughout uh, I, I think the the ultimate kind of uh like realization of what's happening and what's going on and because because they acknowledge that this 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 bridge that locks you in place and takes all the energy is something that's been discovered and they talk about the first ship you know it was named after the captain who first encountered the uh this sort of uh you know phenomena and th- that ship got out of it by creating an explosion using some of the the cargo it had the idea being that if you create enough enough of an energy blast from an explosion it would essentially disrupt the pool and you could escape in the the, the aftermath uh, but notably this crew on this first encounter never experienced any of these mental effects that everyone's clearly going through so there's something separate doing that and what it turns out to be later and what, what you know why troy's having these weird dreams is that there's some sort of alien ship who are not intentionally trying to harm the enterprise but they're trying to communicate with the betazoid through this telepathy uh through sleep i actually laughed when they started talking about how it's rem i thought oh rem's behind it i just you know i started hearing music in my head because i hear rem and i think shiny happy people sure and i was like oh that that bald bastard's behind it he's behind all of this it's his fault um but, explain a lot of things so it becomes this thing where i actually really like the idea of okay so this ship's reaching out because they want to try and solve this and you know troy realizes that this is like what she's been hearing is actually the description of hydrogen it's the description of the hydrogen atom and they're probably asking for that you know data says well they're probably asking for what they what they need rather than what they already have so we just have to try and get the message across that okay we're ready we'll pump out a hydrogen <laughs> and you can set it off with whatever you've got the idea that they've got a substance i like the solution was that simple because it, it let it kind of focus on just the the confusing part was just the the you know how to communicate and what's going on yeah, yeah. um because there's, there's, you know, there's a quick moment when they do, they do break free where we see like a sort of glowy blue ship that doesn't look like any ship we've ever seen before it's this you know again this species that they've never encountered this other and i like that it's it's not malicious they they, no, they just no. and and they're not actively trying to hurt you know anyone it, it's a unfortunate byproduct of just their way of communication they don't know how else to to try yeah um and they're just as trapped in it yeah but there's a lot of things of course along the way as this paranoia you know we mentioned picard having his moment where he's like on the bottom of the turbo lift like sort of screaming at the ceiling uh Worf tries to commit suicide after their first attempt to try and release some energy using the deflector shield doesn't work. Worf just goes to his quarters and tries to stab himself. Uh, Troy I can't be a warrior anymore, so screw this. Yeah, Troy senses it and runs in and has to stop him. Um, my favorite part of this, though, is I love now that whenever we have to show something's happening to the whole ship, we can return to the married life of one Chief O'Brien <laughs> and Keiko. I knew you were going to come to this. Oh, it's yeah. It's just, and all it is is a scene of him like waiting. He's like, "Why are you late?" It's like, "Well, I had this meeting and that meeting. They want to give me another point." And she's just sort of going on about her day. It's like, but was that Tommy Doyle there? And I didn't remember the name. Tommy Doyle is actually the character, the little kid from Halloween, who is then played by Paul Rudd in Halloween. I think it 6. was Tom Thomas Tommy. Yeah. So I don't know why Tommy Doyle. Well, maybe it's because it was Tom, and that's just the first Tommy that I thought of. But I think it might be. Yeah. Yes, but it's like, was that Tommy Doyle there? It's like, but why? It's like. Yeah, I was mechanics just to go see him. It's like, and she she sort of plays it, and I sort of first like, oh, if I didn't know anybody, I'd see you. She's trying to flirt about it. It's she like, she is obviously not experiencing yeah. anything yet, so to her, this is just like, ah, what's going on here? It's like, get your hands off me! I will not be made a fool of. <laughs> uh, and he goes off to the bar to get a drink. 
Yeah. Actually, I noticed that in this episode, there's actually multiple, like, extras who get, like, lines in this episode. There's an ensign who, like, forgets to put in the coordinates at the start or early on. And then there's the guy that O'Brien talks to in the bar who's later fighting. There's, there's actually a few different scenes. There's, and then there's one, one with Geordie. Yeah, on the other ship where he thinks I he hears something. I definitely recognise, and I don't know where I know him from. I've definitely seen him in something or else. But I was like, ah, I can't bother going to IMDb and finding him. I don't know. But he just had one of those faces that I'm like, I'm sure I've seen you somewhere else. Uh, it appears to be an actor named Craig Hurley, and he's been in n- nothing really. It's a lot of TV episodes. Yeah. Maybe I've just seen him in some of the random TV episodes then. Mm, maybe. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of. Uh, it, it probably was probably one of the most effective episodes of the show so far. It actually sort of making me believe there's like lots of different people. Uh, the, there's a full functioning crew, yeah. not just the core <laughs> ten people or so that we know. Um, so I appreciate that. And it's not that we never have guest stars or whatever, but this was like, no, this was just like random ensigns and like other staff on the ship who were mm. reacting to things. Uh, Guinan pulls out some sort of weird big alien rifle to like calm the fight that happens later on in the episode. Yeah, she seems, not I wouldn't say unaffected because we don't see enough to know that she's unaffected, yeah, but she seems wa- very in control of her faculty still. Yeah, I was wondering this actually because when it cut to her and she was trying to like keep everyone calm, I was like, the episode never acknowledges or not whether or not she is also immune to this. Which, if she is immune to it, she should be really a first officer. She should be gaining on the bridge, making the calls. But, she should be drafted into active service right now. Yeah. But yeah. it never actually acknowledges one way or the other. She does seem to be at least handling it better, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, because she calms down the uh, the the almost riot that ha- that happens. Because it is you know it's quite a dark sight when they got aboard that first ship and it's just like everyone's dead and they've all just murdered each other in a variety of ways as well. They say oh there's phasers, there's hand to hand combat, there's blades there's knives. and, yeah. and they've been like this for like weeks. I think it is that they've been missing at this point. So. Yeah, they're not like decomposed as if they've been here for you know years. They're, yeah. they're just yeah. So it's... they're just lying there, and it's it's it is pretty grim, and, and that's why you know when the ensign with Geordie on the other ship is like, I'm hearing noises. He's like, look, there, there were a bunch of dead bodies found just where you're sat. It's okay to be creeped out. Yeah, yeah, and it's just kind of the the start. And it, you you watch Picard look at this last log that, uh, that I think it's Crusher who shows him it, and Crusher's kind of like trying to really because it's not until later in the episode they realize that what's causing all of their mental problems is that this communication is essentially taking away their their REM sleep, is taking away their ability to dream. And mm. this is making them hallucinate. This is making them, you know, paranoid. And I, I don't know if there's any actual evidence to that, that this actually connects to in the real world. Like, if, if we didn't dream, would we have mental effects from it? I'm not oh, sure. Uh, I mean, I don't know about not dreaming specifically, but it is basically just sleep deprivation to yeah, the extreme yeah, is what they're going through here. Uh, they're, they're basically saying, even though you're going to sleep and you're laying down and you're you know you're, you're, not, you're yeah you're, you're not, not getting actually getting the benefits benefit. of sleep yeah that's basically yeah. what it is it's just sleep deprivation so yeah I, I think this is very plausible i mean or as plausible as trek gets right? it, yeah it's based on a real thing as opposed to just you know pulled out of the ether nothing yes. nothing to back it up which is which is cool i mean i don't think it's like a, an amazing episode i think it's a really solid like I think if it didn't have the atmosphere that it does, especially for that first half or so when shit's just weird and it's happening and no one knows why, this would be a pretty average episode. But just having that atmosphere raises it quite a bit. 
there's probably some truth in that but no, it's, it's it's a very solid good episode uh ne- never mm-hmm. arises because i think all the best next gen episodes typically have a very good moral point or have a very good moral debate of some kind yeah uh with the exception of maybe the borg episodes which are just so good in terms of atmosphere and and like actual action yeah plot. this is more along that line of style in in terms of okay we're going atmosphere rather than moral messaging but it's not as good as those episodes but really solid overall it there's a you know there's a number of couple, there's not a lot of raker in this episode um but when he's talking to picard on the turbo lift and he's say he's having to like you know fight himself and bait his tongue not to snap at people but you get little instances of that there's just there's lots of little things that are happening like and I, I think even the lightens kind of reflected in this a little bit the lightens are still a little bit darker uh, mm-hmm. in most of the scenes uh, particularly i noticed that when they're in the, the meeting room and like Worf comes in late and he's like i was detained and he doesn't even really explain himself he's they'll just kind of look at him like why are you late what are you doing what? yeah 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 i actually i did uh think it was a like because they're, they're starting to show a little of the effect and then immediately it's like 10 days have passed and i'm like wait what you've been adrift 10 days so, like i was almost expecting to be hanging off the the ceiling uh, as soon as, as soon as i saw anything after that 10 day time jump yeah yeah it's uh to be fair they are fairly bad after that most of them anyway oh yeah but i was expecting them to be already at killing each other levels true no i get where you're coming from because the turbo lift moment with picard is after the 10 day gap uh yes yes i believe it is yeah it was you know i, I would expect it to be even further on that I, and maybe that's just my misunderstanding of how long it took the other ship to completely deteriorate into madness mm. but um it, given given the signs that we're already showing i kind of went oh 10 days have passed oh geez um i think it's just because it starts with just some irritation and people being annoyed uh it, it's that the hallucinations don't really start until after that i guess they're not in the early stages the, the odd noise here or there i think is in the early bit but that's about it yeah well there's like the moments like picard hearing his door uh, being knocked and then there's no one there and just being mm. a little annoyed by it and just been like oh, that's weird uh yeah just 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 those first like signs and glimpses um yeah and it moves really swiftly as well I, I never felt any pacing issues in this episode it 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 progresses very naturally through the uh the, the stages of uh the, the madness kind of ramping up and also this idea of helplessness the fact that they can't move at all like like literally their entire ship has just been made you know defunct they can't yeah. operate so and i think the we i think the you know, the the ethereal mystery of these other beings who are communicating this way that we never really get to see and i appreciate that i, I kind of like because I, mm-hmm. I think there'd maybe be a temptation almost to have like a moment where the ship kind of like sits in front of them and maybe the viewfinder doesn't come on but it's a sort of like a, a moment of acknowledgement I, I think keeping it as mysterious and just like okay some friendly they're, they're, beings. they're just out there and, and they're not even necessarily like friendly uh you know they're just they were in such a dire situation that that, that was the only way to get out of it but they're not necessarily antagonistic either they're just there no no uh so yeah. straightforward for the most part but really solid mm-hmm. uh i would say had fun with this one uh next time we're going to be having an episode called identity crisis uh, if it has any relation to the comics event of the same name from DC Comics, then I'd be very worried about how dark this is going to get. Uh, <laughs> but probably not. Uh, Lieutenant Commander Johnny LaForge and an old friend, 
fate to defeat a parasite that is trying to transform them into another species. Okay. Okay. So that's another Geordie episode. Interesting to see them again in another Geordie episode already. Well, I think it was just last episode that we had one, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a bit uh, interesting. Uh, so there you go. We'll see that next time. Uh, let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. You can like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. Uh, of course, you can support us over at patreon.com slash TV for as little as $1 per month. Uh, and that helps keep all the content coming. So please go have a look and see if you're interested. Um, but otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching t- TV, guys. Keep watching Star Trek. And remember that somewhere out there, Wesley Crusher is in complete control.